Sounds like you crushed the exams. I somehow I passed all four on my first try. <laughs> and it, and you did it in two months. Yes. Nice. I- Welcome to episode 12 of the CPA Exam Experience podcast from Superfast CPA. I'm Nate, and in today's interview, you're going to hear me talk to Jade. She passed all four of her exams on the first try, and she did it in two months. Now, some people will hear that and they'll feel intimidated or they'll think this won't apply to me because I've already failed a few sections. That part doesn't matter. It's irrelevant how fast someone else passed these exams or that they passed all four without failing a section. What you should do instead is listen to the interview and just listen to the things that she figured out with her own study process. And there will be little things that you can take that will just kind of ring true to you or might be like a light bulb moment that you can take and apply to your own study process to improve your own study process, even if it's just a little bit. And on that topic, this thing that keeps coming up to me as I've done all these interviews is, this is a process that has several different elements. And the people that have figured this out and have passed their exams, they made sure that each part of that process was in place and they made sure that each little thing happened each day. And they didn't do everything the same way, but each person had a process for how they moved through new material. Each person had a process for how they took their own notes. Each person had a specific process for when they went to bed or when they studied each day, and they had safeguards in place to make sure that study session happened, whether that's simply that they did it at five in the morning when nothing else was going on, or people that did it at night swore off kind of hanging out with their friends and family, especially on weekdays when it mattered the most. And so I think that's why listening to all of these interviews and listening to the full thing can be so helpful for people is because you just get this broad exposure to all these different ways of doing it. And the little pieces that make sense to you, you can implement into your own study process. Another thing that Jade mentions is that she is very much the look ahead, plan ahead type of person. So she had kind of looked around online. She had found super fast CPA before she ever started her study process. She had her review course a few months before she started the study process. And she sat down, went through our videos, and she had mapped out how she was going to study each day. And you know, again, based on what you'll hear her say, that all paid off very nicely. Now, one word about a review on the podcast. If you're listening, if you're subscribed to this podcast, I can see our stats. I know that we're getting thousands of listens to each of these episodes, but we only have 11 reviews on the podcast. If you're a podcast listener and you've been finding these episodes helpful, please take a second and go to the podcast app on your phone and leave a review for the podcast. And then a word about YouTube real quick. We are starting to publish a lot of walkthrough videos where we go straight into practice problems for specific topics on the CPA exams. We're currently working our way through FAR, and those are only published on YouTube. So the easy way to be notified whenever a new one of those is published is to subscribe on YouTube and click the little bell icon so that you're just notified through YouTube that there's a new video. Now on this interview with Jade, a few of the specific things she goes into, she talks about the importance of knowing your learning style and knowing what works for you and what doesn't. Another thing that she talks about that each person that I've interviewed has also said in some form is the importance of buckling down. There is just a point that you get to where you realize, if I'm really going to do this, 
this is what it's gonna take. And she talks about the specifics of what that meant to her. She also talked about her specific process for the end of the study process before each section, meaning kind of her final review, and how she utilized practice exams and other materials in her final review. She also talks about the hardest thing for her about the study process and how she overcame that. And then she had a really cool idea that I have never heard from anyone, on how she kind of involved her own family and loved ones in the study process that really helped her with motivation when she had bad days or things got tough. Sounds like you crushed the exams. I Somehow I passed all four on my first try. <laughs> and, it, and you did it in two months? Yes. Nice. I decided to quit my job and just go for it. And thankfully it worked out and it paid off. Were you, were you working in accounting and you quit that job just thinking I'm going to pass my exams and I know I'm kissing this job goodbye and I'll find another one? Or did you go back to the same job or what, what happened with that? So I was working at a firm part-time throughout my master's degree. Um, I had graduated last August, August 2019. And then I was, I was just getting really stressed out trying to work and just thinking about figuring out work and studying for the CPA exam. And like I got my undergrad degree in three years. I, I got my master's degree in one year. I'm just the type of person who likes yeah. to go through things very quickly. And so um, honestly, I wasn't in love with my job there. And so honestly, just being at the job stressed me out a little bit too. And so I mm -hmm. figured... I'm either going to take at least twice as long trying to work part-time and study and everything, or I can just pass and then kind of have more choices in what job I want to do. So when you started, did you just get your review course or how did, how did you start the whole process? So I'm very much a planner. Um, I, live off of my planner. I have date, I get dates set for myself um, and goals set for myself. So once I decided to quit my job, I had already had uh, my review course and I had already purchased super fast CPA. And that was when I kind of, I got dates set for myself. Life never works out exactly how you want it to. So yeah. obviously those dates changed and everything. Honestly, I was hoping to take my first test in September, but my notice to schedule didn't come in until the day after I could have tested. Oh, yeah. So honestly, I was ready to test for um, REG in, in September, but ended up taking it in October. So had my review course, had super fast CPA, and then it was just a matter of, okay, I want to be ready by this date. Um, and the review course I went with, they gave you a ready score. So it was really easy for me to tell when I kind of was starting to get to the point of being ready. How does, so how does that work in, it was surgent, right? Yeah. Does that mean you take a pretty big diagnostic test every like week or something and it just kind of gives you a score? It says you're ready or you're not, or how does it, what do you mean by that? So, with Surgent, you take an initial diagnostics test, which is, I don't even remember how many questions, but a lot of questions. Yeah. And it says you're 50% ready or whatever, mm -hmm. whatever rate you're at. But then after that, it breaks it down into the four or five different big sections. And then within that, it breaks it down to even, into even smaller sections. So then you could kind of see, well, I got 100% on 
this subsection, but I got 30% on this subsection. And so then from there, I would kind of choose where to emphasize. And that's what I really liked about Surgent was I didn't have to just go through all of the material with everything. If I was good on a topic, um, I'd choose to do a 30-question quiz or whatever, and then it would Mm -hmm. choose probably more questions from my weaker subjects, but it would still throw in the ones that I did really well on just to make sure it wasn't just those specific questions that I did well on. Okay. And that's what I was going to say is like with those uh, diagnostic type things where it's just going to screen out stuff you don't need to work on, that would be what I would be thinking about is, okay, well, if I took 100 questions, but there's really like more than 200 subtopics, what if I just got lucky on that one question and it like crosses it off my list? Anyways, sounds like it mixes everything back in. So, yeah. All right. So as far as the, well, I was going to say, what did you actually do to study each day? But before that, it sounds like you, I mean, you had the review course and then did you watch our videos and kind of plan to use kind of that study format or, or how did, how did you actually study each day? Yeah. So obviously getting it done in two months, you don't have the option to split it out as much. Um, before I bought super fast CPA, I did one of your free videos that you went to plan. Uh, I don't (laughs) remember what that was called or anything. I know. I used that to kind of start to model how I was going to study. Um, and I, before I, started the process. I made really strict rules for myself um, and just had to keep the mentality of, okay, if you want to get it done this fast, it's going to be a crappy two or three months, but it's going to only be two or three months for a long drug out process. So I deleted social media. I told my family and friends, I was like, you might see me some, but you're probably not really going to see me throughout this time. Honestly, most of the time I would see my mom was when I was studying at her house. (laughs) That was the extent of it. And so I really loved super fast CPA because it helped me to be efficient with every second of every day. Um, I specifically use the audio notes the most every single morning when I was getting ready, I'd have the audio notes on Uh, every single drive I took going wherever I was going, I would have the audio notes on. Every time I would think about scrolling through social media, I would open up the little quizzes and take a little quiz instead. So uh, just really like having that planned out and being strict with myself was how I like started studying. Um, And then I would get up every morning, I would go work out, I would do my devotional, I would like shower, like get ready as if I was I would wear sweats a lot of days, but like I would still like get myself ready. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then I would, you know, start at seven or eight o'clock in the morning. And honestly, I would study 12 or 13 hour days a lot of days. <laughs> That's intense. Yeah. I went a little crazy. I went a little insane by the end, but it was just one of those things where I wanted to get it done. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I no, I agree. Like, I mean, and even someone working full time, just like you said, and I, I'm always talking about that is like the mental weight is the same, mm-hmm. you know, whether you're going to take it easy and study like two hours a day and put each exam three months apart or 
try and really go hard and pass in six months or less. And so you might as well just spend every extra second you have. But that, I mean, that's literally all you did. It sounds like that is, uh, that's (laughs) intense, but, but that'd be useful for people. So what did you, how did you actually use, uh, your main materials? What was your, if you're sitting in front of your review course, like what was your actual process to learn the new material? And then were you kind of, did you have some form of, I mean, I guess our quizzes and audio notes are re-review. So there, that's some form of it. But did you kind of build re-review into your actual, your main sessions as well? Yeah. So I think the most important thing with studying for the CPA exam is to know your learning style. And just from going through school, I knew I don't, I don't really retain anything while reading. I could yeah. read 10 pages and not realize or not remember anything that I read. So when my study course said, read these pages, I would sometimes go through, if it was a more confusing topic, I would read it and, you know, write notes down and go through the practice problems. But for the most part, it was either audio or video. As far as like going through the review course, since I don't, I don't have any experience with any other review courses, obviously, Mm -hmm. so I don't, I can't speak to other review courses, but since Surgent broke down the section so well, what I would do is I would make goals for myself for each section. So if there were five sections, I would say, I want to get a 75% ready score on section one before I move to section two. So I would go through all the little subsections and then get a 75 or more on section one. And then I would go to section two and then I would take the weekends and I would review section one and section two material and then just kind of build up until I had a 75% ready score or more. Well, by the time I tested, I had at least an 80, 80% ready score on all of my sections. Okay. And so most of your time was working through questions and then watching like Surgent has videos, I'm guessing, right? If you want to. Yeah. yeah. So did you mostly go through questions first and then watch videos as needed type thing or watch videos first, then do the questions? So Surgent also, they have videos for most of the subsections. And when I took the initial quiz, they basically took out any videos that I did really well in. Oh, so okay. I would watch all the videos for the, for the specific section. And then I would start the, the little quizzes to get my ready score up. Cause I need to, like I said, taking the test, I could see that I got it wrong. I could see why I got it wrong, mm-hmm. but I didn't retain that as well until I had the video kind of explaining it to me. Gotcha. And then when they give you a ready score or the, the quiz you take to get a ready score, are Sims involved in that or is it all multiple choice? So they give you a ready score for multiple choice and a ready score for Sims. So Mm. yeah, you get, I don't remember what it was, but I think once you get a 70 ready score on your multiple choice, then they start bringing Sims into it. I mean, you obviously, you can choose to do Sims before you're at your ready score, but just kind of how they take you through the process. um, That's how they do it. Um, And then Mm. same with the Sims, they have it broken out really well between the different sections and, so you might do more Sims in something that you didn't do as well in the multiple choice section or didn't have as high of a 
score in the multiple choice section. Gotcha. And then on that note, what were some of your, what was like your process for, because uh, the big thing that happens to everyone is practice sims are one thing. And especially on FAR and REG, you go in and the sims are, most people say they're just, you know, insane is the word people use a lot. What, how did you prepare for the sims or like, what did you figure out that helped a lot for those? What, what was your process for the sims? Yeah, sims are definitely hard to prepare for because it's like the multiple choice on steroids. Yeah. <laughs> But I definitely, some people say don't go through the Sims at all, but I definitely went through the Sims. Um, I definitely emphasize the multiple choice more because if you do know the material, you usually can do okay on the Sims. Um, But I think at least for me mentally taking the exam, looking, taking the actual CPA exam, if I would see a Sim that was similar formatting as something else, even if it was, even if the material was different, it just helped me mentally like, okay. I've kind of seen this before. I kind of know what I'm doing. And obviously you can't go back and look at your exact sim that you did and see how you did. But I think the nice thing about sims is you could know like the first half of the question and know nothing on the second half of the question. But if you have some answers, I mean, right. you have a chance of getting some of it right. Yeah, some, yeah the partial credit thing. Because what I'm always telling people is to instead of just kind of mindlessly filling out practice sim after practice sim, you kind of find the ones that confuse you personally and break those apart, kind of make note, not note cards, uh, flashcards. What, yeah. what was your note taking? Did you do any of your own notes or flashcards or how, how did you do that part? Yeah. So Surgent gave me, they sent me books and flashcards. So I never, really used flashcards that I made, but I did take notes. So while I was going through like the big practice exam at the beginning that gives me my initial ready score, yeah. whenever I would answer a question, even if I got it right, but I wasn't super confident in what I did is I would write down the reference in my book in one color and then take another pen and then write down anything in the problem or anything in the explanation that I didn't know. So doing the initial um, diagnostics test did take me quite a, bo- quite a bit longer than it probably takes most people. But then after that, I felt like I had a better understanding of it and then I could progress faster than I would have otherwise. Yeah. Sorry. So when you did make notes, you would just kind of write your own wording on, on the actual flashcard? Is that what I you meant? Should, I had a notebook for the whole thing. Oh, just straight up. Oh, just normal notes. Okay. But I would write, I use different colored pens. So I would also write, I would write definitions in one color. I would write, write out problems in another color. So then go back and say, oh, it was a definition. What was that? That I was, what was the definition of that? And I could see the word in gray versus purple or whatever. Yeah. Okay. So you took reg first, right? I took BEC first. Oh, BEC. BEC, October 1st, and then reg October 3rd. I was ready for reg first. <laughs> oh, okay. But didn't end up happening like that. Okay. So, so after your first one, 
Cause you know, it's, you go in, you haven't taken one. You're not really sure. And then you found out you passed it. Was there anything on test day that like affected your study process going forward after seeing an exam in person? Or was it kind of just like, okay, I passed doing what I did and you just kept going the exact same way? Yeah, so I I made the same routine for myself every single test day. I would, I guess, yeah, I would wake up at pretty much the same time. I would eat the same thing for breakfast. I would listen to your audio notes on my, on the first half of my drive to the testing center. And then Mm. I would jam out to a song right before I would get (laughs) to the testing center to loosen up the nerves. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to, once you're, you know, 10 minutes before you're, well, I guess I got there like an hour early, but um, once you're, you know, that close to the test, you're probably not going to. Right. Learn more or learn a whole lot more. I got, I would get to the testing center about an hour early. Like I just said, I just, that gave me time if, you know, traffic was really slow living in college station. It's kind of funny. And I don't think there's a lot of other towns, but there's always a train that's going by. So I know there was one test day and I'm on the other side of the railroad tracks. So I get stuck. Yeah. So I got stuck and it was a super slow train. So I was probably stuck for 10 minutes, but because I had planned on being there an hour early, I really wasn't stressing about it. So I think honestly, just having a routine helped me mentally a lot because it was just the same thing. And, um, obviously once I took my second test, I didn't find out, I didn't know taking the second test that I'd passed my first test. Um, Being, having the mentality of, okay, I have a routine. I felt, well, I didn't feel good leaving the testing center, but I don't think anybody ever really does the exam. But once I did find out I passed the first two, that was when I was like, okay, the routine really does work. So we're going to keep doing it. Because of that, do you feel like the last two were like quite a bit easier or you at least just felt like I just... I just know the formula and as long as I just do it, I'm going to pass these. Well, far was my third one. And Mm -hmm. honestly, I left far crying because (laughs) I, 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 I called my husband and I was like, Jordan, I failed that. There's no way I passed that. (laughs) I got a 75. (laughs) So that's perfect score. Yeah, exactly. So I felt confident going into the exams just because, I had my routine. Now I knew my study method was working for me. I was retaining it well. I was feeling more confident in the exam because I kind of knew the process, knew what signing in would be like, knew knew where the bathroom was on my bathroom break. Like yeah. only ten minutes, so you can't spend a whole lot of time figuring out where the lockers are, whatever else. But yeah, I do think it helped my confidence for my last two tests. Yeah. Yeah, get, getting in and out of there, well, I've never visited anyone in a prison, but I assume that's what it's like. So I didn't even, I went in there telling myself, no breaks, I'm not leaving. Because oh, anyways, that's how I did it because I just didn't want to have my fingerprints taken five times getting in and out of there. I'm not a big advocate of like the big final review that's like two weeks. I mean, you have our videos, so like, you know, I'm always saying, if you're doing the re-review every day as part of your daily process, you don't really need a final review 
but I do, I do the big like cram session for the last two days before. What was your final review? Like whatever that was to you, like how did you do it and how many days ahead did it kind of start? Yeah. It, I mean, it honestly depended on the exam because auditing from taking far to taking auditing was only two weeks. So I couldn't, obviously wouldn't have time to do the two week yeah. review. So once I would reach the 75% score on my multiple choice questions and SIMS, I didn't, I didn't really schedule my CPA exams super far ahead of time. Just my testing center had a lot of availability. And so I would mm-hmm. kind of keep looking at that and I would schedule it the week before. But as far as what I did for the big final review is I would kind of go through I would indicate on my notes any trouble spots or anything I kind of had to keep going back to. And then I would re-review any videos that I felt like were super beneficial for that um, or any notes that I took. Um, Insurgent also had a practice exam. uh, So it wasn't like a two-week-long final review. It was a four-hour test. And it was the same amount of multiple-choice questions, the same amount of sims. So I wouldn't take – I wouldn't do those a whole lot. Or I would – I would do one or two for each test, but I didn't want to take it so much that I would freak myself out that, I mean, there were a couple that I took that I had, I had an 80% ready score, but then when I took the exam, I had like a 68 or something like that. Oh, uh, yeah. So those were helpful to get more used to timing out, but as far as like timing out how long I take on multiple choice questions and how long I want to leave for Sims and stuff like that but those definitely weren't my okay I got a 69 I'm not ready uh, Mm -hmm. or okay I got an 80 I mean it would feel good if I would get an 80 on a practice exam or whatever but I think just once like as I was going through and re-reviewing I would get more and more confident confident in the material Um, I didn't feel the need to take 10 different practice exams and I, I think mentally it's not really I think it can freak you out more than it helps. Yeah, I'm, I mean, I tell people not to take a full practice exam just to kind of do the format of like 30 questions, 30 questions, and then some sims. But, you're, but you did one or two full, pra- full practice exams before each one? Yeah. Oh, wow. That's a lot of work. <laughs> I, guess, I guess it's not that much different because those last two days before an exam, I would just those are the only times where I did 12 or 13 hours in a day, just nonstop. Yeah. 30 questions over and over. What was, do you remember the day you saw your fourth passing score and what was that like? Like, how'd you guys celebrate? Oh man. Um, I definitely cried. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it was just one of those things. Just a huge relief. Well, I was terrible about checking the, you know, going online and checking, maybe they released the score early. Maybe there's a glitch in the system and it showed up. I would not recommend that at all. Just wait. If you're part you, of... You mean you were checking it like literally a thousand times? Yeah. Yeah. I, I think everyone does though. You can't... <laughs> that It's such a big deal that... Yeah, I mean... And it's never... You never know when they're really going to release them. Like a few of mine were showing up by the time I got to work that day. And then some, I remember not finding, I, I was at home, so that must have been in the afternoon, but. Yeah. Anyways. So I'm trying to think of what, 
we did to celebrate. I don't know. I think at that point I was just so ready not to do anything. Like my husband sure. asked if I wanted to go to dinner and I was like, honestly, I'd just like to get takeout and just watch a movie and let my brain do nothing because now yeah. I can actually do nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, the relief is just the, the biggest reward for sure. Just, yeah. just knowing that you're done all my questions. So the last thing I've been asking is, I guess two, two last things. What was the, just for you personally, what was the hardest part about the study process? Anything specific besides just the time and effort? I'd probably have to say just the sacrifices that you have to make through it. That's a Uh, good one. Yeah. You can, I can sit and learn. I don't mind learning or anything, but I mean, I have niece and nephews that I didn't see a whole lot over those two months. Um, but they were also at the same time, they were my motivation as, okay, once I get this done, I'm going to have way more flexibility and be able to spend way more time with them. So I guess the hardest part also was my motivating factor. Yeah. Now that brings up one more question. Did you treat the weekends the exact same? So you were going 12 hours a day, seven days a week. So Monday through Friday were I mean, some days it was only 10, only 10 hours. Um, <laughs> yeah. I definitely didn't do like 12 to 14 every day. Um, mm-hmm. Sundays I would kind of use as my review day. I would go to church and then I would study in the afternoon for like two or three hours. And pretty much Sunday was my review day. I wouldn't usually learn new stuff on Sundays. And then I would relax that evening. Um, Saturdays, I would, I probably still spent eight hours a day on Saturdays, but I would usually take Saturday night off of studying. Um, and it just depended like on auditing since I only studied for two weeks, that was just a long two weeks of just a whirlwind, but I usually tried to Sundays were nice days cause it was light studying. And I also gave myself a little bit of a mental break, but I didn't give myself, I mean, like you, you suggest not to really take days off and I didn't take days off and I just kept the momentum going. Yeah. But that's, I mean, you, you do need some of both. It can't just be pedal to the floor all the time, but yes, I mean, you can do that within the same day. And so, yeah, I didn't like taking a day off cause I just felt like, I don't know, it would almost throw me off if I took a day off kind of. And so on the other side of that last question, what's the What's the number one tip you would give to somebody or maybe your, uh, your secret sauce for you personally, just the one thing you did that you felt really made the biggest difference? Hmm, that's a good question. I think, so my husband's a personal trainer and he always tells his clients, know your why. And I kept that phrase going in my head the whole time. And on days when I would get really run down, get really frustrated and, wonder if what I was doing was worth it, I would know my why. And I would, I actually, before I started the studying process, I had my family members write a little letter for me. And I said, I know there are going to be hard days. Can you write a letter to me to give me some encouragement on those hard days? So I had sweet little notes from my niece or my nephews. That's a cool idea. And that just really helped when I would be struggling mentally, I would turn back and I would see their sweet notes and just see their encouraging um, messages to me. And then I would say, okay, 
this is why I'm doing it. This is why it's not because I want to study 12 hours a day, but it's because it's creating a better future for me and it's going to create more time that I'm going to get with my family in the future. Nice. That That's a cool idea. I'm going to, well, you'll basically tell people that because once we publish this, people will see it, but that's, I've never heard that. And I like that having uh, family members, especially it's almost like kind of preparing them to, to, you know, okay, for the next few weeks, well, the next few months, she's going to be really busy. And yeah, yeah, that's that's just a good idea. And so I was going to ask if I could what your number one why was, but it sounds like that's kind of what it was. Yep. (laughs) Gotcha. Yeah. Being able to spend more time with my family. (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Mine was just, uh, I, I just kind of viewed the exams as almost like a, opponent or something because I did a master's degree just to take these stupid tests. So I am going to do nothing else except try to pass these. So anyways, everyone's like big thing they think about is just is a little different. Yeah. Well, I definitely had being able to defy the odds in my head because another thing was then you can brag about being done in two months. (laughs) For for sure. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) And I, yeah, I didn't realize that I had, uh, you know, I didn't pass them start to finish in three months. You know, I studied the first time for FAR, failed once, so you have to count all that. But I didn't realize it was three months total. I had passed within three. But it was, it was like, I was, I don't think people thought I was an idiot in the master's degree, but I definitely wasn't one of the smart kids. But then in our higher group, I was by far the first one done. And some of the smart kids were just like, we're just shocked. So that was always just like kind of, I reveled in that a little bit. (laughs) Well, anyways, yeah, I won't take up much more of your time. I appreciate you being on here. I think you shared Mm -hmm. a lot of good tips and people are going to find these really valuable. I've done like mm, seven or eight of these now and they've all been really good. And just people have different strategies that I'd never heard of. Anyways, I think these will be really valuable. So thanks for being on here. And like I said, it was nice to chat and meet you in person, kind of, or face to face. Yeah. All right. So that was the call with Jade. I'm guessing you found that really helpful. She talked through a lot of really good ideas, things that, again, you could probably take pieces of and apply to your own study process. I really liked her idea about how she asked some of her family and her little nieces to write her little notes that she could just look at. She kept them on her study desk and she would look at them whenever she was having a bad day or kind of struggling with motivation. Again, if you're a podcast listener and you're subscribed, or if you're listening and you're not subscribed, first of all, go and subscribe to the podcast so you get all the new episodes we do each week. But also please take a second if you found this helpful and leave a review for the podcast because the podcast is new. It's a free way to support the free content side of things that we're really trying to do a lot more of now. And then on YouTube, if you want to be notified when those topic or practice problem walkthrough videos come out, go to YouTube, find the channel, just search Superfast CPA, subscribe on YouTube and click the little bell so that you're actually notified whenever we publish new videos. And the last thing you heard Jade mention, her first thing that she found with Superfast CPA was one of our free study trainings. That is where you should start if you're new to Superfast CPA or if you've never been on one of those trainings. Those are a one hour training where we will teach you how to have the 
perfect two-hour study session with your review course where you can get more done in two hours than someone studying four to five hours the normal way. And then the nice thing about the two hour block that you learn is if you have more time in the day, if you have four or six hours a day to study, then all you would do is execute two or three of those two hour blocks. So to register for one of those trainings, go to superfastcpa.com slash pass now, or just text pass now one word to 44222.